Welcome to season 12. We have a mission here at Focus on Women to elevate and empower female identifying creatives in the commercial photography industry. And how do we do that? By sharing stories. We have stylists and photographers, artist reps, and more. So come along and listen in to these fantastic women doing fantastic things in the photography industry. Welcome to part two with our conversation with Zara Katz. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to go and check that out before diving into this episode. With that being said, please enjoy the rest of our talk with Zara as we dive into her documentary. Well, that's an incredible journey, right? From this kind of just initial idea of seeing a story and starting to think about it more wholesome, like where are the holes? What is the story not being told? all the way to creating this mini documentary, right? This 12 minute documentary. I'm so curious about the 12 minute short of how do you decide what to cut out, right? Like you have hours and hours of audio and video and stories and conversations and group talks and things like that. How do you decide the through line, right? This is a conversation we just had recently with another film editor is, you know, especially when you're making a short, it's not like the longer documentary where you have more room to breathe. The story really has time to like, you know, create a nice arc. This is really short. So how do you, how did you decide like what went into that mini, mini documentary that led to the full? Huh. So for me, that was easier in that for the 12 minute short, we maybe had 20 hours of footage. Um, so, and, and because that was a bit more experiential that we, it felt like that could be very like visually driven, you know, that the narrative was just the dawn to dusk on the van ride. Um, by the time we got to, um, editing our film, which we officially started editing, although we had done many inter- iterations and, um, you know, I would be scared to go back and <laughs> see how many grants we applied to over a six year period, you know, hundreds and hundreds of grants each, which had their own version of the edit in some way, um, short, long, And by the time we started officially editing in uh, April, 2020, um, we had about 350 hours of footage. So that is where (laughs) things became very difficult. Um, But this is also where um, by, um, I believe it was about 2018 that we did um, bring on another producer a woman named Kira C. Jones, who, um, you know, was a accomplished filmmaker um, in her own right, and um, a director and a producer of many films, um, and also a Black woman who had had family incarcerated. Um, So we were able to have very direct conversations with her. of what we were trying to do, what we had done, um, and really her role as um, kind of the writer started from from that moment, you know, of 
talking about what this story was going to be. Um, we received uh, one of the only we we in our time of applying for grants we. I think received maybe four grants, um, three of them being from the state or the city of New York, basically honoring us as artists. <laughs> um, we have only received one film grant from a film institution in all of our time applying for grants. They are so incredibly competitive. Um, and so thank you for the state of New York for recognizing us as artists. Um, but we received the a grant called the Mayor's Fund for Women in Media, Television and Music and Theater. I got, I got that wrong, but it basically supports um, women in the arts in New York City um, and New York State. And um, a significant grant that we were able to hire an editor. And that's when we hired um, Susanna Herbert, who, again, a brilliant director and filmmaker in her own right, um, but also an incredible editor. And we um, decided to use the money to allow her to watch all of the footage before she started editing. Um, and I appreciate Kiera in hindsight saying, you know, that was really brave of you um, as directors to do that because you invested, I think it took her a little over two months to watch everything. Um, and I was watching in tandem at that point in time. So we were both kind of making markers on the footage and making notes. Um, Lisa and I filmed everything, you know, and we did the sound recording and, you know, we, for better or worse, you know, there, there were, that is such an important part of the process in this film is that it was just the two of us and we built this really strong relationship and that we, you know, could be very direct and intentional and that it was just the two of us, you know, not a whole crew, um, I think is how this film was made and also provided for, you know, a lot of mistakes in the audio and the filming and a lot of moments too where, you know, we were observing and we could and we knew the context at that point in time to be like okay so this day all this stuff happened and this is why it's important to the story and then Susanna just to say like you know none of that actually comes through you know and that is the brilliance of an editor and the importance of an editor um who is outside of the filming process um so you know we we really built you know and this is over the pandemic um this incredible process of her editing remotely and the four of us lisa susanna kiera and i um you know susanna sending us cuts um sending us scenes building scenes and you know having these long conversations about the scenes and what should be in the scenes and um you know this uh, conversation that we were constantly just like diving back in to the footage. Um, we did several pickup shoots like through the pandemic and 
really honing in on how important Crystal's voice was to this film and her being a collaborator on that front. You know, while she wasn't in the edit room, we were very, very transparent on what the narrative was that we were pursuing and, you know, where all the things that she had said to us off camera or in a, you know, kind of more sit down interview, how we could kind of weave that in um, to making sure that the viewer was understanding Crystal's perspective and that she was, she was giving her point of view. And I will also say, as <laughs> we we're all giving speeches before the premiere, that Kira reminded everybody that she's like, you know, when I met Zara and Lisa, they told me in that first meeting that the most important thing was was that they were still friends at the end of this process and they are still friends. <laughs> and, um, and that that's, you know, that's the foundation of this film is like, yeah, having really hard conversations and pushing the narrative and pushing the creative and, but making sure that like, we are treating each other right. We are treating our collaborators, collaborators right. We are, you know, in like clear conversation with Crystal and her family and anybody else who's part of the film. Um, and that that is so important to me and my process and my collaboration um, is, yeah, to treat people right, you know, and to stay friends with your collaborators, so. Right. Integrity is a big piece of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and being being honest and upfront when, you know, when it's on you or the buck stops with you or because not everything, you know, what you're dealing with is a really hard subject um, and not a joyous one. I mean, there's definitely bits of joy in there, but uh, it's emotional and sometimes things don't things go a little sideways. And then just to own up to that and say, well, we didn't mean for that to happen. Um, we'll do better next time. <laughs> yeah, completely. And and we had those conversations, you know, with Kira, with some of our collaborators. I mean, Lisa and I both say like, yeah, we just got our second master's degree in filmmaking over the last, you know, six, seven years in figuring this out. And making a film is, yes, incredibly creative, um, but it's a business, you know, and we are now in the very, I mean, and have been for a while, but in the trenches of trying to figure out distribution of having conversations with sales agents, you know, and it's so, <laughs> it's a lot to navigate. And yeah, you need to really have like honest people around that you can ask those questions to. Um, and sometimes, you know, you're going to mess up and then maybe you just have to say, Hey, I think we made the wrong decision here. And like, we're going to go this direction and this is why. So on top of doing this incredible film and trying to roll it out and uh, do all of the, you know, PR that's needed and all the speeches and stuff, you still have a full-time job, which we haven't even touched on. <laughs> yeah. Well, through this entire process of making the film, Lisa and I have, both been freelancers, you know, and have kind of traded off sometimes like diving really deep into a project, which then we <laughs> generate some money, which we then, you know, invest back in 
to the film somehow. Um, and that, yeah, that has really been the way we have worked me as a photo producer and her as an investigative journalist, um, you know, for six years. Um, I just started this full-time position as the photography director for NBCnews.com um, three weeks before we premiered the film, um, as timing goes, just so, so wild. Um, and again, this is where partnership and collaboration is so important. Lisa has really been able to carry the torch um, with the film in terms of going to all the festivals, in terms of having, you know, continued meetings around distribution and impact campaign um, that we're developing and that I'm able to, you know, support Lisa in moving it forward. Um, but, you know, through making the film, I also worked on two really large scale projects um, and Lisa actually was my collaborator on one of those projects with Lifetime, um, which was the 50 Women, 50 States project um, that we, um, you know, with a team of producers and filmmakers um, that the project profiled at least one woman in every state, although sometimes multiple women, um, and was you know, a multimedia rollout that Lifetime any networks built that, again, while it was a bit part of their rebranding at the time, I mean, it was documentary. Um, it was much more constructed documentary. So I was the um, director of still photography for that. So I hired 19 photographers across the country um, to photograph that we did some of the stories in stills and then the um, lead producer um, and director, they did many of the stories in short video. Um, and then some of the stories were actually in collaboration with the moth um, that they were audio stories. But Lisa, I brought Lisa onto that project because I mean, that was a feat of what in that world they call casting in our world we call finding incredible characters or you know sources or you know so I was like you know you know who can find anybody and who knows a really good story uh, my friend who's an investigative reporter <laughs> so Lisa came on um, to the project and you know found many of the individuals that we ended up profiling and also really became the kind of writer for that project in for the stills she really wrote these incredible narratives that went with the still photography um sadly that project no longer exists <laughs> lifetime built an entire website which is now defunct very sadly you can see some of those images on my website um the women who produced the project now have a company called cousins and i think you can see some of the films on their website um but um that was a very incredible project and you know lisa and i both yeah we're pretty entrenched for i worked on it for almost seven months and i think she was on it for you know like most of that time and yeah that we had to like pause in some ways um i think we were able to do a few shoots during that time, but 
Um, then after that, you know, we each had a little bit of money and, you know, we were able to kind of pursue um, doing more shoots with Crystal. And again, that's where financially speaking, because at that point, you know, accumulating a little equipment here, being able to have the resources to like rent a camera cheaply from a friend that we could go do film with Crystal and her family for, you know, one to three days in Philadelphia for pretty minimal cost because it was just us. Um, and then the other project that I took on that really was, um, you know, uh, insane feat was the Dove project, um, which was a collaboration between Dove, Getty and Girl Gaze. Um, and I was actually hired by Girl Gaze um, to produce that. Um, and I yeah, hired almost 120 photographers, women and non-binary photographers in 40 countries who photographed 180 individuals. Um, and they, and that was still currently a collection on Getty, um, a creative collection um, called Show, Project Show Us, um, you know, as Dove's theme showing real beauty. Um, but while that was like a commercial project and the images were going into a creative bank, it was about real people quote unquote it was it was about people who were not models or actresses um it was about people in their everyday lives and you know the process for that was selecting photographers to photograph the campaign and then those photographers pitching individuals that they wanted to highlight and then you know selecting those individuals to be part of the campaign. Um, so, you know, they, the photographers of course were paid and then also the individuals who participated in the project were paid, which is, yeah, the only time that I've been part of a project where the, you know, people who are telling their story have been paid, but rightly so in this case, being that their images and likeness are, are, are now licensable through Getty. So, yeah, so that was also a very big project. I mean, mind you, during all this time, Lisa was doing stories about, you know, uh, police brutality and Breonna Taylor and, um, you know, UPS workers' rights. And, um, and then we were coming together to make our film. So I'm curious, I mean, you, you have a knack I will say, for finding people, um, whether that's through Lisa, right, who you found and are friends and have maintained this fantastic relationship and collaboration over the years. But um, these last two projects you talked about specifically, where it's huge numbers of people that you're having to coordinate and connect with and like entrust that they're going to go out and be able to deliver this creative narrative. How do you build that network like how do you find these people and how do you build that trust because that seems something very much of your like core person I mean I think addressing that in terms of like building my network of photographers um you know it's it following people's work um you know on Instagram on through their website through you know editorial publications and you know keeping my mental lists and my other lists of, you know, photographers that I would love to work with. And then, 
you know, when the there's a right fit, you know, reaching out and, and building out from there. The Dove project was, yeah, the first time that I really, you know, was deep researching photographers in Peru and Russia and, um, you know, Kenya. And those networks are so important of, um, you know, and now I, I really appreciate and to me, they're such a vital resource, even though there can be a discussion of uh, <laughs> does it silo people, but, you know, women photograph has been such an incredible resource. Um, Diversify Photo has been such an incredible resource. Um, all these other collectives, Authority Collective is a, you know, a, like incredible resource to be seeing new photographers. Um, but also just, it's not better, but it's slightly better, you know, reading all the bylines in editorial publications and just looking up those photographers and seeing what they do and seeing what their portfolios are. Um, and yeah, and then tapping the people who, you know, um, there's also an, an incredible network, you know, part of everyday incarceration is a family of quote unquote everyday projects. You know, it started as everyday Africa and now there are many different, we're all our own people, but we come together as a family and support. But, you know, the people that started everyday Africa also made sure to start, you know, like an African photojournalist database and, you know, being able to tap those networks as well and to, to make sure that you're hiring locally. And that was the, the ethos of the Dove Project is it was hiring photographers who were either, you know, citizens or nationals of the country they were representing or potentially they were dual citizens. And in a few cases, it was, um, you know, expats but had lived in the country for you know decades so it was it was not flying anybody anywhere you know it was really making sure that people had a connection um and you know were representing their country and their people and their women in a way that felt authentic to them so that's just been really important to my career and and what I've invested time into is, yeah, is finding the people who are also doing the work and are, you know, making sure that the representation is authentic and, and creative. I, I'm just so inspired by your story and your journey and the amount of you know, research. I mean, I think this goes back to, you know, the very early times where you were saying I was looking at 5,000 to 10,000 photos uh, doing research, it's like looking at 5,000 to 10,000 photographers to find the right one. But how does this now translate from all of this amazing work that you did to the new job? We'll call it the new job because it's still the new job. The new job you're doing today, like how did that opportunity come to you? So this is again where I say like, <laughs> be be a good person, make good connections, um, and that the person who, you know, flagged me to apply for this position, director of photography for NBC News, is um, an individual who was my intern in her first job out of college 
at an organization called Narratively, you know, an editorial um, website that still exists. And eight years ago, that was one of my part-time freelance photo editing um, jobs. And um, Chelsea came in right out of undergrad as my intern and then, you know, quickly just became the assistant. And then when I left, took over. And, you know, she has had an incredible career as a photo editor and now, you know, a really brilliant designer um, as well, an art director. And when this job opened at NDC, Chelsea reached out to me to say, you know, I really think you should apply for this job. And I said, you know, Chelsea, I I haven't worked in a newsroom in, you know, (laughs) a decade. Um, This is obviously very, you know, hard-hitting national news, breaking news. Um, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm the right fit. And she said, no, you know, I I really, really encourage you to apply for this job um, because I really think your experience is like what this newsroom needs. Like I know your news judgment and your journalistic training is like in line and I know you know how to figure anything out and we need a network and we need a vision. And, you know, so I applied thinking I would never get it. I have, you know, over these past 10 years applied to other um, large national news outlet staff positions as photo editors and had interviews or not had interviews, but never, you know, haven't gotten many jobs that I have interviewed for. And I think, pretty clearly because I haven't worked in a newsroom in a long time. Um, I'm sure many reasons, but um, yeah, that they, that they believed in my vision, you know, um, and believed in my ability, you know, to manage a team of photo editors that were there and manage the fact that it is a lot of breaking news and we, you know, very much rely on wires um, and wire services and agencies, but also really building the um, commissioned and original photography that are going with our stories. I mean, it it is a national organization, you know, with many arms. And of course, there's some crossover with broadcast and with streaming and all of that. But really, my focus and where I what I am the director for is NBCNews.com. Um, and yeah, it's really exciting. You know, um, I think it, I think there is something that um, being part of a team that wants to kind of like build its brand. Um, I have an incredible supervisor there who she is the art director for three of the digital brands, which is NBCnews.com and MSNBC and today.com. Um, and her vision and leadership is really incredible. Um, and then having an incredible colleague in Chelsea, you know, um, who I'm so lucky to work with again. And then managing a team of eight photo editors who many of them have been there four to 10 years, you know, who really know this organization and, and to really use their experience and their expertise and then, you know, really try and push towards something new. So it's, it's exciting, but, (laughs) and it's a lot, but um, yeah, it's been really great. So are you excited to be back in the newsroom? Like, is this, 
when you when you walked in like for day one, you know, after the interviews and kind of all things in, you walk in day one and you're like, okay, I'm back in reporting mode. I'm back in journalism. Yeah. No, it is. And I think it it's amazing to have such a network now where, you know, there can be a story in like rural Wyoming and I can be like, oh, I think I think this person is there, you know, and like, let's reach out to them first, you know, and then and to also just have the authority and and part of why I was hired to say, I really think this is who we need to hire for this story. You know, if we're covering a story on, you know, indigenous and native people, there is a network of indigenous photographers and this is where we need to go first to see who would fit, you know, to work on this story. And I think that that is, is really great. And, you know, definitely part of the ethos and what I'm like, building up more Um, and having those really important conversations with the team of, yeah, as editors and in situations where often we're covering breaking news, we have to make decisions that are based on like time, location, budget, you know, and all of those factors, you know, they sometimes one weighs more than the other, but also, you know, I'm building up with my team of like, you need, we all need to have relationships with photographers, like, especially for covering breaking news. Like, I want you to have like phone numbers for five to 10 photographers that you could text at 1045 PM and say, are you available? You know, and that they, and that they are like, excited to work for you, you know, and like, or potentially that that photographer is texting you at 1045. Hey, this thing is happening in my city. Like, do you need somebody? Um, and that it's a two-way street, but how important those like relationships are with photographers where they trust you as an editor and that you trust them as a photographer, you know, to be journalistically accurate, to treat people right, to um, also to really push a creative vision. And that's what I'm trying to push as well is saying, you know, what is on Getty and AP and Reuters, those are incredible images. You know, those are some of the best photographers in the world who are covering everyday news events all the time. Who we hire needs to be somebody whose images are not on the wire, that we're getting another perspective. So really pushing that, and that feels really exciting. That was just so powerful. I don't even know if I want to ask my next question. I know. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, as we like wrap up here, there's definitely a through line here of mentorship and vision. And um, you touched on several people on your journey, right, that really kind of took you under their ring and um, or you built a nice connection with them. One is the professor at college. One is, you know, the person at Times. And now you've kind of full circled, right? Your first intern now brought you back to NBC. And there's this nice camaraderie and um, colleagueship, we'll call it, there. I'm curious for those that are kind of coming up, you know, you have a long road to look back on and many, many experiences for those that are looking for that mentor, right. Or the flip side, the mentee, what are some, what's like a piece of advice or what is a question that maybe one should ask on either side of that question 
of the person, you know, that they're looking for. Maybe it's not a formal relationship, but maybe it's something you don't even know that you need. What, what would you say if you were looking to, you know, be in that position, you know, young Zara again, looking for, you know, help or, you know, in your position now looking to bring in that first intern? You know, I actually think what I want to say is to, you know, find the peer who is your, who can be your mentor, you know, find the peer who, who can like, you can just riff, (laughs) you can just experiment, you know, that you can have that kind of collaboration. I think you will know when you find the people who um, can support you creatively in that mentor role, um, you know, where you feel comfortable and confident um, and you can experiment. But, you know, those people often are you know, very busy and working at very high levels. And so what they're able to provide you comes in like small chunks along the way. Um, and of course, uh, that is so important. And that's what's going to stick with you. You know, I mean, that I can give an example of just walking through an entire commercial production budget with Emily Miller, you know, and how important that was. Um But when you can find a peer who you are inspired by, who has knowledge that you don't have maybe, but you can contribute other knowledge, I think that's where my career has really excelled, you know, is my collaboration with Alexander Nikolchev, who was my roommate and who we were producing these, you know, client videos for, you know, with Lisa Reardon Seville in that we came from different backgrounds, but both journalists and how can we like collaborate? And, you know, because those are also the people that when you're applying for a new job or you're putting out a new portfolio or you're putting out a new video, that's who you're, you're going to, you know, like, Lisa has read, I don't know how many of my cover letters, you know, and I am like, so grateful to her to be my editor in that way. And to also be like, hey, but you forgot this thing that you know how to do, you know, so I I really encourage you to not just find the like, pinnacle of your career that you hope to like glean knowledge from, but like find the person you're also coming up with, who you can support and they can support you. And I think that's, you know, just like such an incredible way to explore your career um, and your creativity. Wow. That was an amazing journey that we just took with you, Zara. There's so much more we could have dug into, but it was, I really, really appreciate your time. And we can't wait to share this with our listeners. I think it's super inspiring. Um, And we are so lucky to have been introduced to you. So we will thank Betsy (laughs) greatly for the introduction. Um, And yeah, tell people, there's a bunch of places I know we can find you. So will you remind us where those are and where the film can be seen or the clips can be seen? Yeah, first and foremost, I would say, you know, Follow a woman on the outside film on Instagram for updates, um, as well as our website, which is a woman on the outside film um, dot com, and that you can subscribe to a newsletter, which again, very 
<laughs> careful updates on, but we also list all our screenings there. Um, and my own personal Instagram, um, which is zaratats.com. I, I'm not posting a lot, but I am, um, you know, looking at everybody else's amazing portfolios on there. Um, and that you can see my website, which of course now needs to be updated, but has an archive of some of a lot of my work on there. And everyday, everyday incarceration as well. You know, now is at a a, a bit of a slower trickle, but, you know, as we can, we're adding more collaboration um, photo features on there. Awesome. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We are focusedonwomen.org. You can find us there on Instagram or our website at focusedonwomen.org. Reach out to Shelly or I if you want to be on the podcast or you have anyone you'd like us to interview. We are always looking for new people. We hope you will leave us a review. And everyone stay safe and keep your creative juices flowing.